podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, here we go. It's the Combine Podcast. What is happening, everyone? And welcome back to the Copite Podcast. It's Mick and it's Christian. Once again, Christian, how are we doing? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, sound. Ready for uh, Stevie G Part 2. We've been, uh, it's been a while since we've done the last one. I had to, I had to have a check where we got up to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but always up for a Stevie G Episode 2. <laughs> exactly. I could talk for fucking weeks about that fella, to be fair. Um, but yeah, we got up to... Talking about the um, obviously won the Champions League, and then we won the FA Cup in dramatic fashion. Both of them, uh, Gerard having a massive role in both of them, like Istanbul and um, FA Cup, which is now the the Gerard final. Like the two goals, the assist for Cisse, like just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Like what a player he was. And now we're moving on to the following season, uh, which is the oh six oh seven season. Um, just a few, like not stats, but like just goals that he scored that year. So oh six oh seven, he got seven goals in thirty six appearances and uh, eleven goals in fifty one in all competitions. Um, to be honest, that season, I mean, I'm I'm just full disclosure. I'm using Wikipedia as my source of knowledge again. That's like the fount the fountain of knowledge. So <laughs> apologies if we miss anything, but it's impossible to cover everything anyway because there's yeah. just Stevie G. There's just so much stuff. Like so, um, we get to the Champions League final again that year, and I remember that Champions League final quite vividly because obviously we we beat them in Istanbul and we. We're just not a very good team. We had some. We had we had Gerard, which was a bonus. We had Carragher, which was a bonus. Dude, they had the game of his life. We had Alonso. We had some, we had good players, but they were amazing. And I felt like that year when we got beat, I felt like we were much more evenly matched. That we sh- and I thought we should have. I thought we should have probably won that one. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. We were much better. We had a better team, and uh, AZ Milan was not, you know, as good as they were in Istanbul, to be honest, because they were running the show except for six minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, you know, the, the, obviously we turned around the Istanbul final and won it in a, you know, in a amazing way. But the final 07, uh, you know, it it, it 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 did hurt because we were actually good and giving them a match. And then obviously they, they scored, to be honest, shy goals of what I remember. It's like just properly like, bouncing off our players and Filippo Inzaghi who was a great striker but you know always offside but he's on the line and just just getting the goals and you know that was just one of them where you felt like all right this is it but then we got one back I think I can't remember if it was Coit I can't remember Coit yeah 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 Uh, and we had a little bit of a hope but it just felt like we did it we couldn't we couldn't really match what we did uh, back in Istanbul and it felt like AZ Milan just had the you know the the grip of it and a this was their final to win and, you know, give it, give, what do you call it, like some revenge, if you like. Uh, so, yeah, it did hurt, but, you know, we were we were into uh, a few seasons with a good, a great team and obviously with Gerard being one of the best players in the world during this period. Yeah, the, the Inzaghi goals, like just on, I think it was, it was either just before halftime or just after, but it was, I think it was just bang on 45 minutes. Uh, and that just kind of killed us off. And I know, like, yeah. Crouch has spoke about it quite openly, like being frustrated that he didn't get to 
start that game and stuff. But the run to the final, um, just go through it quickly. Um, yeah, we beat Barcelona in the round of 16. Um, we beat PSV in the quarterfinals. Knock Chelsea out in the semis, of course. As we do. Uh, as we love to fucking do, the bastards. <laughs> and then, yeah, Milan in the final, where I thought we were, like we said, a much better team. And it was such a shame the way that one ended. Because I kind of went into that final going, right? I reckon I felt I felt really good about it. I felt like, because we beat them in the way we did in Istanbul, I thought, they're going to be up for it. But then we're going to be even more up for it because of that. And I felt because we had more quality and stuff, I just thought we... That really, oh, yeah, that really killed me off the farm. Remember, like going around to my mate's house to watch it, and I just been, I was just like, oh, fucking hell, this is like so grim. Like losing the Champions League final, we became more accustomed to that more recently, unfortunately. But um, I think back then, when you get to two in quite quick succession, like we like we did, um, I think said a lot that we were more of a like a, a cup team than a than a Premier League team. Which is why we've just kind of bypassed the whole Premier League season then and went straight to the end of the Champions League final. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into 2007. And um, yeah, Wikipedia and Gerard suffered a toe fracture in August of 2007 um, against Toulouse, but returned four days later to play the entirety of a 1 1 league draw against Chelsea. Um, so yeah, 2007 reminds me of a certain. Fernando Torres, uh, and I know we. I put a poll up on um, the Twitter page not long ago. Like, who's who do you want next after this episode? It was either Fowler or Torres. Fowler just nicked it, so we will get to Torres, and we will be talking about the beautiful man that he was. Um, <laughs> and another episode, but just like generally, like that was the time where Torres came in, and like that partnership that. Gerard and Torres struck up like almost immediately. It was just like it was at a perfect time because it was like we've just been through maybe losing a final. You get a player in of that quality, and I think that the yeah, I don't know, like the the, the song, like it just all came together into this like amazing player. And he was he was just the Torres was the best player and the best striker in the world for at least two or three years because of the Gerard partnership, really. Yeah, and you used to have to, you know, listen to what Torres said about Gerard, you know, being the best player he ever played with. Uh, and, you know, Gerard being a player that is more of a like central midfielder, both offensively and defensively, very good. But then he started to play more as a number 10 role behind Torres. You know, there was something new for him, but he did it absolutely great. And I just remember, like you, like you said, we bought this like young Spanish lad from Atletico Madrid that you had seen a little bit and you know he came in and just made a different difference with Gerard and you know he 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 started to score straight away almost like I remember you know his first goal against Chelsea and then he just kept on scoring great goals but it was provided by Gerard in many senses so you know Gerard had his best period of his career during a few seasons when he was partnering uh, Torres up front, if you like. So, you know, when we saw that uh, partnership come together, it was just it was just a joy to watch Liverpool play because we had, like you said before, like you know, five. We had uh, Sab Alonso, we had Carragher, but and Gerard obviously, but we didn't really have good players around in the same way as we did now. Obviously, we had uh, then 
the players likes of Maturano and Age came in and Coit came in and you know we started to build something so Jarrah was more free to actually go forward and provide Torres and other players with quality could you know you know protect and actually dominate them the midfield and play really good as well so he wasn't as he didn't need to be as responsible uh, responsible in his position when he was more playing forward that's was uh, my take on it and my god he was great with Torres that was yeah great memories and you know great goals great partnership great games as well so yeah those uh, seasons were something uh, really different yeah they were special weren't they like just letting I said just taking the shackles off Gerard just made them I don't know just elevated him to a level that you were just like it was it was almost telepathic with him and Torres at times where Torres just knew where the knew where to run Torres um Gerard would know the perfect pass and you know we all know the quality of Steven Gerrard's passing and he smashed fucking free kicks in every now and then as well during that period like I remember you against Aston Villa Newcastle it just loads more but I just you know uh, we saw them the other day, obviously, because uh, it was loads of highlights on Twitter and social media because it was the day when he made his debut and there was loads of you know Twitter accounts that just showed his brilliant goals. And my God, you, you don't see them goals nowadays. Like that, those kind of free kicks where there's just power through and there's nothing to do for the, for, for the uh, wall or the goalkeeper. Gerard just smashed them in. And yeah, I, I just, I, I wish we had someone who could do that because you don't see it nowadays. Yeah, I know. I I agree. Like you see, you see good strikes, but I like like you said when you when you watch Gerard, just the Gerard compilation, and you see the way he struck the ball. Like it's just, it was just perfect. And I, like you saw, like people interviewing. Like I know it's not like a proper reputable source. Like they're not proper footy players, but like you know the F two guys. Like they do like it's like F two freestyle. I don't, I don't know if you know them in Sweden, but like in the UK they do like um. To do videos with like former players about like different striking techniques, and they were like, like they've never seen a, a player kick a ball as as nicely and as precisely and as Stephen Gerrard. And I know that's not like, oh, they said it, that's amazing. But like, I just thought that was interesting <laughs> that they've had like good players on there, like Perlo and like good, like really talented fucking footballers, and they said like Gerrard was the was the best. But I mean, you can see just from looking at the the goals that he scored, and like you said, the. The goals that he scored in the 07-08 season. So we played played fifty-two games. This is all competitions. Played fifty-two and scored twenty-one goals. And then just quickly in the in the following season, he got twenty-four, which just looking quickly is his um was his best his best season. He, he only, and he only played forty-four games as well. He got twenty-four goals in forty-four games for a central attacker midfielder. That's pretty pretty special I think uh, but let's uh, just go back to go back to me fountain knowledge Wikipedia 2007-2008 so like I said Torres arrives etc etc we look a lot more steady we look a lot more creative there's a lot of players in there who can just win you a game there's a players in there who can dictate tempo Alonso's etc um, so what have we got here let's have a look um, so yeah on 28th of October 2007, Gerard played his 400th game for Liverpool in a league match against Arsenal, in which he scored. He scored in all of all but one of Liverpool's domestic and European matches during the month of November, and after and after scoring the only goal in the Champions League away tie against Marseille on the 11th of December, he became the first Liverpool player since John Aldridge in 1989 to score in seven consecutive games in all competitions. 
not bad for a midfielder that is it really to be fair uh, and then in December of 2007 Gerard was voted 6th um, for the 2007 uh, FIFA World Player of the Year and yeah just for information he came behind Kaka, Messi Ronaldo, Drogba and Ronaldinho so to be in amongst them um, and what is it the the, the, the um, Gerard Skulls Lampard debate I didn't mention any of them there did I so you know, um, <laughs> when's that one? <laughs> yeah, no, it's always the same. It's always the same. It's always will the always, same shit, uh, oh, yeah, general will always be in front of them in terms of being a complete footballer. I, I don't just say it because I'm a Liverpool supporter. I say it in a perspective of if I had to choose a footballer with everything, like he could, I know that he could do everything for me on the pitch, play different roles, you know, smash goals in, free kicks, passes, tackles, going offensively, going defensively, you know, win the ball back, be a captain you know it's just you, you never really saw like you know people can we can talk about obviously De Bruyne being the best midfielder maybe in the Premier League history in terms of assists and you know how he uh, affects a team and all that but you know you never see him you know proper running back winning balls like Gerard did like if you want a complete midfielder and a complete player that could do everything Gerard is my option it's and it's not only me saying that we have loads of quotes from you know Zinedine Zidane and you know players like that who just yeah. said you know it was a time in in um, you know a few seasons when he was the best player in the world even though he didn't win you know Ballon d'Or or that kind of prizes you know other players that were actually considered best players in the world said Gerald was the best so Pirlo said as well you know that everyone wants uh Steven Gerrard in, in your team and all that so yeah uh he was the best in you know um in comparing with Lampard and Scholes and other midfielders there's no doubt about it yeah I, I mean I agree like even if I was a Chelsea fan god forbid I'd still be <laughs> like I can see I can see why they're saying he's the best like all overall because like when people say, oh, what's the best Premier League starting eleven of all time? And like Chelsea fans put Lampard in, Man United fans put Skulls in, and we'll put um Gerard in. And then <clears> the <throat> replies you get will be, oh, but Gerard didn't win the Premier League. It's like, well, why does that why does that matter ultimately? Yeah. He yeah. was in we all know that he was in teams that he was way above most it's, of them. It's about the player you have, not if you win, like the player exactly. you have. If I just top of mind would say my like three, if I had four, three, three, the best 11 ever in my Premier League like team, I would have Vieira, Gerard, and De Bruyne. That's my top of mind midfield straight away. There's probably more in there, but that's the, the ones I would pick straight away without even thinking even more further. Patrick Vieira as a defensive midfielder, Gerard as the more balanced player, and then De Bruyne going off- offensively. That would be my. Three like three in the midfield, so that would be on. But like, yeah, I mean, Vieira and Gerard like kind of as a as a two. Like no one's getting past them. They just snap your legs in two if yeah. they did, and then De Bruyne can go forward. But they can all go forward as well, and they can all run back. So exactly, <clears throat> yeah, that would be pretty scary. But Gerard would be, yeah. I just think, I just think as time goes on, I think social media and stuff, and the whole Gerard slipping and stuff, and then the younger fans don't know what that player was like because all they know is Gerard slipping and like Liverpool yeah. lose the title because of it and stuff and it just kind of that's what they use is like the, like the, for example the Denver like that song still gets sung now yeah like, I know. how long ago was it like it's that's gonna get sung forever <laughs> 
Like it's just yeah, hilarious. And you know, yeah, fair, fair enough. But you know, we who was there who saw him play and you know who follow his career can just say, you know, and with that said, obviously Lampard and Skull was brilliant world class footballers, but they were not oh, yeah. complete footballers. Like they Lampard scored many goals. He was great in a Chelsea team, you know, going forward, coming outside the box scoring. Skulls was great in, you know, directing the game from a midfield for Man United. But they all had really, really great world class plays around them as well. Uh, that would affects you know that would that that means something uh Gerard was always the best in a team that wasn't always as good but it's also you know like I said like Lampard and Scholes was not complete in the sense as Gerard could actually do every role that's the thing if he was told to be more defensive midfielder he would play defense as a defensive midfielder he was told to go offensive and like offensively and score and provide assists he would do that if he was told to play right back in one of the biggest finals he would do that he you know and he would do it brilliantly it wasn't just just like oh we put him in there just to cover some space or just be there he actually played well in every position as well so that's what I mean when I try to just say I, I take my Liverpool Googles off and not looking at, <laughs> at at him as a Liverpool supporter, just looking at him as a, as a as a player, and I just think, my God, this you know, it's, you haven't really we haven't really seen anyone like him since, and you know, they were probably we probably said it last time in their first episode, there there won't be another Gerald because to be that complete, I don't know, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, I think I think De Bruyne is probably. I think that's why people say De Bruyne is the closest because of like the way he's on that right hand side and the way like his his passing's amazing. Like it's pinpoints, he can he can whip it in from anywhere. Uh, so I kind of get those comparisons, but I think like we're saying, Gerrard's like the whole package as well, which is like what you want as a midfielder. And the fact that he was a local lad as well, he had that extra bit of fire in his belly um, every week as well. So. Um, yeah, and then just moving into so let's see what we've got. So yeah, finished sixth in the PFA. Yeah, sorry, the FIFA World Player of the Year, two thousand eight. Um, Jared made his three hundred league appearance uh, on the thirteenth of April two thousand eight in a match against Blackburn Rovers. Scored an open goal in a game which we won three one. Finished the season that goal with twenty one goals. Uh, yeah, Gerard was selected for the PFA team of the year and he was also one of the nominees of the PFA players player of the year alongside his teammate Fernando Torres. Uh Gerard needed to undergo groin surgery at the beginning of the 0809 season but the problem was not serious and he quickly returned to training. He scored what appeared to be his hundredth career Liverpool goal against Stoke City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was disallowed after the was a rule offside. I remember that. That killed me after that. That was horrible. Uh you achieved the you achieved this milestone eleven days later in the three one Champions League win over PSV, and then we've just got the quote from like you mentioned the quote from Zidane, and I've got it here. He says, uh, "He says, is he the best in the world? He might not get the attention of Messi and Ronaldo, but yes, I think he just might be. He has great passing ability, can tackle and score goals, but most importantly, gives the players around them confidence and belief. You can't learn that. Players like him are just born with that." presence and that coming from a player of Zidane's quality and we all know he's one of the best that's ever played footy that's pretty pretty high praise yeah um, and, I, and I got the quote from Ronaldinho actually speaking in 2007 with both players named their FIFA world uh, team uh, Gerard is for me in the position he plays one of the very best in the world he has a huge impa- impact for the job he performs for me he's one of the greatest Sesses it all from one Beautiful. of the you know most brilliant players I ever seen you know playing just playing football with a smile. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. 
And I saw one from Fabregas the other day. Like, I think it's not, I don't think it's a new quote, but it's from like a couple of years ago where he's like, which player did you love growing up? And it was like Steven Gerrard because you'd see him. Basically, it was like when you're a kid and watching on Spanish TV, you just see Gerrard scoring like bangers from like 30, 40 yards every week. It's like, that's what you want. That's a mid- what a midfielder should do. Pick the ball up, go right. There's no one to pass to. Fuck it, I'm gonna shoot. And exactly. that's why, and like, we haven't got. I mean, Oxley Chamberlain, like, just to like try and figure out who's someone who's got that that type of ability. I'd say like maybe Oxley Chamberlain, who's got like the ability to pick the ball up and shoot from distance and score like the city the city goal. Yeah, at least but, he had it before the injuries. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The injuries yeah. fucked him up and um, yeah. stuff like that, unfortunately, but. But still far from Jared, obviously. But yeah, oh, I, can, yeah. I, I understand the the what you mean in in the sense of you know picking up the ball with the with the energy and power and go forward and actually shoot from distance. Um, and that's the that's the thing. Like you said, the Fabregas uh, said something about that. Obviously, like Jared watching him growing up and all that. But that's the thing. I think you know young. Even Jude Bellingham now, obviously, you know, say Gerard was his hero growing up because players playing in that midfield position, even I did when I was young and you wanted to be Gerard because you wanted to do the same. You wanted to have the impact on games like he did. You wanted to be the star, which he was. So I, I understand, you know, the Fabregas or, you know, Jude Bellingham saying, you know, oh, Gerard, that, that's my idol because he could do everything. I want to be that player. That's my aim, even if it's really, really tough you know that's what they aim for like i want to be who steven Gerrard was so exactly. yeah go go on jude come here <laughs> hey jude get here lad <laughs> yeah see and, and yeah just saw the um the instagram post from trent um yesterday just to timestamp the video like trent put up a picture of him and jude um like having a little stroll around <laughs> in qatar and he was like out on the town with my bro or something like that yeah. I would love to listen back to this pod in about six months' time and Bellingham's in a Liverpool shirt. I mean, we can all drink. Yeah, that would, be, yeah. It would be amazing. Happen, like, yeah. Trent is <laughs> making best friend with a player that is closer to his age and then obviously Henderson being a little bit of a dad for Jude yeah. Bellingham as well. Go on, lads. Just bring him to go Liverpool. On. Bring him back. Take him from you know Qatar straight to Liverpool. Just don't bother to go back to Dortmund. Yeah. Just bring him in the suitcase. Yeah, just throw him in the case. Go, lads. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh god what a player like if Cater leaves like I just feel like it's just like perfectly aligned like Cater's if Cater leaves the eight's available Gerard is yeah. idle he's obviously exactly. a, oh, yeah fucking hell and you, just put Cater into the to the the transfer like you can have a, you know a, a bit of money but here you go with Cater we know you like him just take him take him as a part of the transfer come on now come on Dortmund he won't be injured anymore come on <laughs> I, f- I thought you were going to say just put Cater into the another suitcase then. But <laughs> yeah, well, straight to Dortmund then. Just la- uh, launch him at the case and go there, yeah, lad. That's yeah. going to that's going to Germany somewhere. Just there, yeah. see where you yeah, end up. That's the thing. Like my patience with Cater is 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 over. I, I'm normally very patient with players, and I understand injuries. But now I, it's just I can't see him coming back. I feel sad for him because I I know he's a good footballer, and I he's think a, yeah, he, exactly. he would have done brilliantly for Liverpool actually playing all the time and actually giving you know having game time again into the team and all that. But he's out all the time, so it's just one of them where you go like, okay, it didn't work out. Sorry, but thank you. So yeah. exactly, yeah. That's I know, that's a thing, isn't it? Because we know. How good he is, but like I don't know, being injured all the time and not being able to maybe adapt to playing in a Klopp system like every week. Yeah. I think that probably just fucked them, hasn't it? But yeah, so yeah, get the number eight shirt available for Jude, and we can go from there. <laughs> Back to Gerard. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. A little segue into Oxley Chamberlain and Cater there. Sorry, everyone, if you were like proper, like just dreaming about having Gerard back, and then we just were like, oh yeah, but we've got Oxley and Ch- Oxley Chamberlain and Cater still, and then you've just brought been, ba- been brought back to reality with a bump there. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, let's. So we've got oh nine oh ten. I mean, the amount of games he played was ridiculous. Like he's playing like fifty games a season for like. One, yeah. two, three, four, five seasons in a row. So this was his fifth season in a row that he played. Forty nine, so nearly fifty. He only got twelve. I say that's only. Re- yeah, that's really good though, considering when he was younger, he was out quite a lot uh, with injuries because he was growing very quickly. You know, he had his back problems and groin yeah, yeah. problems and all that kind of stuff. And you thought like when he started actually being injured quite often when he was younger and really raw as well, like in his way of playing, you know, uh, he, he got that body type and the way of playing that was probably take you know taking quite harm of his body as well or harming his body sorry um yeah but then when he got over that line when he actually came back without injuries for a while it felt like he his body started to you know having the strength and he's taking care of it you know when they were monitoring everything that you know so he was not you know overtrained or whatever and then he was actually playing like you said like 50 odd games every season for a long time yeah. that's that was good because if he had his injury problems, you know, continuing from when he was young. Then we wouldn't have said, we wouldn't never have seen the Gerald that we did. So, lucky for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's the the main thing that we get. We kept him fit, and I know we had loads of <clears throat> growing problems and stuff still. But he was just a, a proper warrior, weren't he? That he wanted to, um, yeah, still play. Uh, but yeah, on the tenth of March, two thousand nine. Uh, he made his he made his hundredth appearance in European club competition against Real Madrid in the four nil win, uh, and scored twice. That was let's just talk about that a little bit because that was a fucking amazing, amazing victory. Like I think I've said it loads of times before. Like when we got drawn against them, and like Rafa van der Vaart, who played for Madrid at the time, was like in the press saying, "Oh, oh, Liverpool are scared of us." They're not gonna know what hit them. Oh, and what? And then we just battered them. And I just <laughs> yeah. think that I just think that was just a perfect like chef's kiss moment. Like fuck you, you're not bad. Yeah, and, yeah. We just we just blew them away that day, didn't we? Yeah, and I, I remember obviously this was in March 2009, and I was living in Australia at the time, so I was actually up really really early in the morning to be able to watch it. Uh, I can't remember. It was like maybe. Uh, four four o'clock in the morning or something like that i can't remember but something like that yeah yeah, it was it was tough but obviously you just had to do it and uh, i remember just making myself a coffee sitting in the sofa watching it and it was fantastic obviously so the day was brilliant after going to work just fucking jump into work it's like yeah come on <laughs> yeah, well, I wish. Uh, but yeah, uh, there was a few few lads that I actually played football with. Um, you know, some some that supported you know Leeds and Man United and stuff. There was some actually supporting Liverpool also. Obviously, uh, you had the Qwell history and all that as well. Uh, but yeah, we I played football with them, and yeah, we were really happy. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I just remember that game. You know, Real Madrid didn't stand a chance. Uh, Gerrard's impact, his goals. Uh, we played really well as well. So. Yeah, and we had the great team as well. Like we we were progressing, and we like I said before, we had the Mascherano, Sabi Alonso, Gerards, Torres. You know, it was a great team, and um, Aurelios and stuff like that as well. So you know, 
Reina. Um, it was a great team, and I thought we were actually going to build on something going forward from there. But obviously, we will talk about it, but it didn't turn out the way we wanted in the seasons to come. Obviously, ownership situation uh, back then as well, uh, you know, with no money and all that, and players being attracted away uh, to the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona. And we will talk about that also. But yeah, that, that game against Real Madrid, uh, it's just one of the best you know, games when you bring up best games ever that you ever watched or whatever, even if it was live or on TV, that game is always there, like in the, in the top five or top ten at least. So, yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, I just remember, like, Torres, obviously being a, an Atletico boy, he was fired up, like, properly fired up. Gerard was just spinning passes into him left, right and centre. And Yeah, yeah. yeah so running goal. eights around Ramos. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just amazing. And then yeah. just the saying of getting a goal as well, just to ta- just to cap it off, was just even just even funnier. Like, um, and then yeah, four days after that, uh, Gerard scores at Old Trafford for the first time from a penalty spot, putting Liverpool ahead on their way to a four-one victory over Man United. That's the famous that- kiss game, isn't it? Like the kiss to camera. Is that the one? Oh, is um, no, it is that one, isn't it? I don't think Great. it's that one. Is it not? I, th- I think you're. I think that was the one where he scored two pens in one game. Oh, maybe ah, we we win this so many times now lately, so <laughs> can't remember yeah. them all. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyway, I might, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the second time he scored the pen. He ran out. Yeah. Actually, I think actually no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, Christian. Now that I'm now that I've my brains woke up, I'm, I think you're right. Because I think the second one, the one where he scored two pens, I think he tried to do the kiss again, but he like slid and fell over and like grabbed the camera <laughs> and the camera went everywhere. So yeah, you're actually yeah, you're right. Sorry, I don't know why I didn't remember that, but um, yeah, that was the moment where I kissed the yeah, camera. And just like doesn't really matter, but the, it's 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 one of the games where we won when he actually kissed the camera. So you know that's the important thing. It's uh, one of them, you know, that will live with us forever. So the, you know the kiss at Old Trafford. Yeah, I know. Like you said, there's just there's so many wins at Old Trafford, so you just kind of they all just merge into <laughs> one. But yeah, the, yeah. the goals we scored, like um, yeah, Aurelio's free kick was just like and Vidic getting Vidic getting sent off again. Like yeah, Torres just Torres, playing with him. Torres just absolutely having him on toast all all day. And us, um, he scored a late one, didn't he? Like the in the last like is it is that the one? Yeah, where yeah. And actually, just run through and you know get the like a. I don't. I can't remember now, but I just remember it's quite going like on over the goalkeeper and just in. It's just yeah, yeah, because he scored against Madrid the last goal, and then he scored exactly. the last goal against um, United. I think it was well. I remember yeah. actually, it was a it was a Pepe Reina, just like a goal kick, and just absolutely smacked it like the whole length of the pitch. It bounces once, and the same, it just lobs. Yeah, Van der Sar, I think. Um, Van der Sar, yeah. But yeah, fucking hell. That that was a week that was brilliant. So yeah, two games for me really early in the morning in Australia, but one two games that were you know will stick with me forever. So I kind of connect that time with those two games and my time in Australia. I always look back on you know me living there, watching them games, and as soon as like now when you bring them up, I always it's taken back to what I was doing and you know the feelings and all that. So it's kind of a nice memory for me because it's connected with my travels overseas. Uh, and with Liverpool, so I just find that very, I, I, I like it's a lot of nostalgia and you know emotional feelings when I talk about it because I just had a great time, obviously traveling around Australia, but also Liverpool was doing that well. So it's good, two positive things for me that I just connect and I'll be like, yeah, come on, what a time to be alive! It's yeah, it's mad that that that's like what 
13 years ago now. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Absolute craziness. Um, but yeah, apologies that I just literally forgot what Gerard celebrated that goal uh, against <laughs> against Man United. I should have remembered that. Uh, but yeah, what what a moment that was. What a moment that was then, as Curtis Jones would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, following these results, um, three time. FIFA World Cup Player of the Year. Zinedine Zidane held Gerard as the, possibly the best player in the world, but we've just said that Wikipedia, so stop telling me shit. Um, on the 22nd of March 2009, uh, Gerard scored his first ever hat-trick in the Premier League against Aston Villa in a 5-0 victory. So that was what it was. So we played we played um, Madrid, played United, played Villa, and just absolutely blew them away as well, like Gerard getting a hat-trick. I remember... Pepe Reina got another assist for uh, Albert Riera in that game. Another like long ball and Riera just absolutely volleyed it. I think it hit the bar and went in. And that was like another cap off of on like a perfect like it was like twelve days between those three games. And that was like now nowadays like when you look back on that, you can it doesn't seem as weird because like now that obviously not as much this season, but like the previous years where we just go right. Go again, beat someone. Go again, beat someone. Go again, beat someone. We just we can beat everyone if we want to. If we've got if we're on top form, but back then it was it was more of a fucking hell beating Madrid United and then and then topping it off with a nice five 0 win over Villa in the space of twelve days was felt pretty special. Yeah, back, I, back then. Yeah, a perfect period of time and one of the best, you know, for a long time just to see, you know, what where we hit the form and where we actually, everything clicked and, you know, we had players in their prime and, yeah, like I said, it was just a great time uh, to be a Liverpool supporter at that time with a great team, you know, when on the verge of going forward, winning hopefully the Premier League and all that, but that didn't happen, obviously, all of these reasons. Um, so, like you said, like we're in um, March 2009 going forward, winning against... Aston Villa, and it didn't really take long before we started to, you know, uh, I wouldn't say go downhill, but, you know, lose some key players, um, find it more difficult with the owners back then who didn't back Rafa Benitez, couldn't build on what was what, what the team that he was having. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a shorter period of time when we thought, like, everything was really going forward, and then it didn't. So, good, really great times, but also what was to come was not as great. Yeah, and that season, obviously, in the Premier League, we finished um, finished second in the league, and we behind United, yeah. like, four points yeah. off, so... Really thought we were going to win it. Like, I, I, I think we, 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 we bottled it in the end, didn't we? Like, we, we actually, we had a chance, but we actually didn't take it. I can't remember now because it's you know it's like you said it's like fucking thirteen years or whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I remember I can't remember, and you know uh, listeners can correct uh, me or us if we're wrong. But it wasn't like a game where we just like just win this and we it should be all be fine and we we just ended up drawing or um, or lost. I can't remember, but it was I can't I just get the feeling like that. Oh, what the fuck are we doing? Did we lose it now? And then obviously Man United just went past and won it. Yeah, so I'm just having a quick look. Like we travelled to Hull, um, and we got we won three one. Um, I'm just trying to. F- I thought that would be the game where we drew, but it wasn't. I'm just trying. Yeah, it, it, on Wikipedia, it doesn't give you like it gives you like the breakdown of the different months. Well, it doesn't matter though. We didn't win it, so <laughs> yeah, we didn't happened. win it, so it's fucking shit either way. But yeah, I know. <laughs> what, I know what you mean. Like we were we were pretty good that year, and it was one of those years. Obviously, thirteen, fourteen as well, which we'll get on to. We got. 
close as well. But when you look back on like seasons where Liverpool could have won the league, it's those it's those two. Um and is it oh one oh two as well where we came second as well. So there's there's been they're quite spaced apart, so with the they're obviously more memorable because it's like we do well, we get good players, they leave, and then we have a bit yeah. of shit period, and then we, the cycle happens again. Um, but yeah, just back into this again. So let's have a look. So on the 13th of May, 2009, Gerard was named as the 2009 Football Writers Association Football Player of the Year, beating Ryan Giggs by just 10 votes and becoming the first Liverpool player to win the award in 19 years. And for a Ooh. central midfielder to do it is pretty good, in it? So... Um, on the 5th of December 2009, Gerard made his fifth, uh, 500th appearance for Liverpool uh, and he ended the season with 12 goals and 9 assists from 46 matches. Uh, and then, yeah, let's go back into the go into the next season. Following from the 2009-2010 season, Rafa Benitez departed Liverpool after six years and was succeeded as manager by Roy Hodgson. Mm. That was my time because I moved over to England in November 2009 and, uh, you know, after that season where we just spoke about, I thought, well, it's a good time to move over, you know, and actually be able, hopefully, to see Liverpool play a few games and all that because I get, got the chance to move over and work and ended up going, you know, every game. <laughs> like, you know, I met the right people and, you know, made friends and just ended up being able to go to all games and uh, yeah, well, it wasn't uh, the best time. It, tu- it, it didn't turn out to be the best time with uh, us losing really good players. Uh, Benitez, uh, you know, had to go. Roy Hodgson came in, and yeah, we all know what happened with the team from there. Like with the, I reckon with we just players. That, yeah, with the players that he brought in, and you know, it was shite. <laughs> we were really bad. But you know, sometimes people when I when I tell people that yeah, I lived in England be- be- between 09 and 2013. So I, I watched like almost every game for four seasons in a row, both home and away. And yeah, we weren't good. We were quite crap, to be honest. We didn't buy any fun players most of the time. Luis Cyrus, obviously, we did. Uh, I liked that we bought Andrew Carroll because he was my type of rock and roll striker. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I, you know, apart from, you know, that, I just had a great time obviously because i was with good friends i made really great mates as well both in you know i lived in stoke at the time but you know in liverpool as well going up with the train every weekend so for me i made so much connections with people and you know things and you know friends and experience that i i, I live on now so you know, obviously when like when i was over now to see you make like against southampton i i already know quite many people and you know have connections and, and really good friends so um yeah, that, that was a great time for me, even though we were crap on the pitch, to be honest. So I will always cherish that moment, even if Liverpool was shite. Um, <laughs> I I had the privilege to go to the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley later on, obviously, and the FA Cup final against Chelsea, which we lost. So that was highlights in one way, but that was at the end like of my time. But uh, the season you were talking about now, I had, you know, beliefs that we were actually going to be good. But yeah, with Roy Hudson coming in, everything just went downhill from there. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty shit. And I think that you can, you can see that via. So Gerard played twenty four games in all competitions that year and only got eight goals. So that was the that was the first time that he got below below double digits since. 
2003, 2004. So it was a, a long time ago that he didn't get. And obviously, injuries probably come into it there because he only played 24 games. So but the fact that he only got eight goals was like a big, big drop off, I suppose, in his his ability to help us. And if you haven't got Steven Gerrard on the pitch and your manager has just been like like quality from Benitez to Roy Hodgson, you're dropping a lot of quality in the manager and you're not having got Gerrard on the pitch as well, then you, you're fucking hell, you're going to struggle because Gerrard just even carried us when, even when we yeah. were good, Gerrard was carrying us, weren't he? So. Yeah, it's just it's just one of them. Like Roy Hodgson obviously did it great with Fulham and, you know, other places. Obviously, he's been here in Sweden and did great with Malmö and Halmstad. You know, uh, he was brilliant as a young manager then. This was back in, like, I don't know, 70s, 80s, whatever. So, you know, he, he's got a quite a good reputation in Sweden, uh, obviously. And he even speaks uh, Swedish. Uh, I've heard him in, like, interviews where he actually speaks speak Swedish, almost, like, fluent and all that. But I think it was just one of them where he did great with that, with with all respect, smaller team, you know, where there's no pressure. But then you're coming into Liverpool where there, there's always pressure, even if you don't have the best moments or the best players. You're still in a club with great history where you expect to win something and perform well and play well in front of the cop and the supporters. So I just think that it was too big for him without, you know, saying he's just a crap manager because obviously he has shown early in his career that he is not, but it's just not the 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 best match with Roy Hodgson and Liverpool. So uh, uh, an average good manager taking on a really, really big team or an, or club uh, and it didn't work out. So, yeah. And obviously, you know, to his defence as well, like we, we, we didn't have the best um, with economies and, you know, players. And he had just to bring in like the Koscieskis and Paulsons and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it was what it was. And we were just, when he, when he obviously left quite quick, uh, can he come in and kind of start to steer us in the right way again? You know, with the just going back to basics, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> like you said, the likes of Joe Cole coming in and stuff, and um, yeah, Jovanovic. Uh, oh God, remember that when he when he done that um, like Superman diving header against Arsenal? Yeah, that, that's the, probably the best gif in the world. Like, you, like when, when people just say something about football players not being good, I'll be like, yeah, well, everyone is better than this fella. I just can't. Like, <laughs> like the ball's coming down from a height, and he's like, he's not thought. I'll use my feet and try and control this. He's tried to dive and header it and missed it. <laughs> And yeah, misjudge, misjudges it completely as well. It's just not that he misses it. He dives like ahead Literally. of the ball, so the ball is still in the air when he just lands on the fucking floor. <laughs> it would it would have been perfect if it would have hit him in the face. Like That would have been the perfect <laughs> gif, and I wouldn't have been told otherwise. But yeah. it's the, if you haven't seen it, then yeah, just type in, I don't know, Ivanovic Arsenal, Milan Ivanovic Arsenal, and it will come up. Because if you, want, if you fancy a laugh, just go and type that in. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hodgson comes in, you're like, fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, at the time, you're not saying that because we're like, well, give give him a chance. But you, like you said, you could quickly see that it was yeah. the wrong person, the wrong time. Like, it just yeah. wasn't the right person. So uh, yeah, and to eliminate any speculations surrounding his future, the club, Gerard made a statement emphasizing his excitement at the club um, for the coming season and praising the signing of Joe Cole, which, I mean, I was excited when we signed Joe Cole. Yeah, to yeah. Be fair. Me, me too. For you know, from what you've seen uh, of him in Chelsea and you know in England as well, like I always thought that he was a 
he was a really good player. I think we expected more from him because he was labelled the new Gascoigne when he came up through, you know, the West Ham youth teams and, you know, uh, went into the first team of West Ham really, really young. And I thought he was great. But then obviously Chelsea took him in the right time and he thrived there and won things. And then he came to, you know, Liverpool after all injuries and starting to go, to go downhill in his career. So that was not the best transfer, but I was still excited because I just remember Joe Cole being good and I like him as a player, but yeah, the, yeah. Be, being sent off in his first game or whatever it was, I can't remember, Arsenal or something like that. Yeah, Arsenal um, yeah. and Gog scores and then Reina, Reina had a howler with their goal and like kind of just let it in and it was just like, fucking yeah. just that was just a sign of things to come majorly. Um, yeah. So yeah, just go through this a little bit more. So Gerard scored his first goal of the 2010-11 season from the pen spot in our Europa League qualifier, says it all, uh, against Robert Nicky, or Ro- Robert Nicky, on the 5th of August, 2010. His next goals, his next two goals came on the 19th of September at Old Trafford in a 3-2 loss against Man United. Score from a penalty kick and a free kick six minutes later to level the game. Um, followed this one up a week later with the second equaliser in the 2-2 home draw with Sunderland. That says a lot in itself, a 2-2 home draw, and, he, yeah, and yeah. we have to have an equaliser. To, to fucking get a point out of the game, I went to uh, them all. You went to them, yeah. So I'll stop. Yeah, but th- there's a good bit here. There's a good bit. I'm, g- I'm getting to it. Eleven right. days after that, Gerard came off the bench to score a second half hat trick and a three-one win over Napoli. Yay! That was a good. Uh, like yeah. when you look back on, especially our, our um, results against Napoli over the years have just been shit. They seem to do really well against us. That was one of the games where we won, and it was like Gerard just giving their fans like a load of like. The, the shush sign, like just like shut your mouth, like yeah. Remember that it was good, it's good stuff. Um, quickly into the next season, Gerard missed the start of the 2011-12 season due to a groin injury. Joseph kept him out of action for large periods of the previous season. Gerard late, later went on to reveal he rejected the chance to join Bayern Munich in the summer to focus on getting Liverpool back into Champions League, saying traditional club like, club like Liverpool still has a value. That's the reason why I've stuck around for so long. It's more important to win a couple of trophies and achieve something that is a lot more difficult than go down the easy road and move to a club where it becomes easier. And I think that's kind of what we said in the first episode about his move to Chelsea, his potential move to Chelsea, where you kind of said like winning one with Liverpool would mean would be the same as winning like 15 with Chelsea or whatever, or 10 or whatever it was, which you can understand as a local lad. Um, on the 29th of October, Gerard underwent treatment to clear an infection in his right ankle, which was placed into a protective plaster cast. He was forced to miss Liverpool's league match against West Brom that day and was ruled out against Swansea and the following week and England's friendly against Sweden and Spain. Uh, on the 30th of December, Gerard came off the bench against Newcastle and scored a fine goal, and it was a good goal. Um, quickly go for this season because, like you said, you went to all the games, and I we've endured. We endured those seasons. We didn't enjoy them. Jarrah went on to help <laughs> Liverpool reach the first cup final in six years, and their first at Wembley in eighteen years. As Liverpool beat Man City three two in aggregate in the semi final, um, Gerard scored a penalty in both legs to send Liverpool to the two thousand twelve Football League Cup final against Cardiff City on twenty sixth February two thousand twelve, which Liverpool won on penalties. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of good news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's a few games in there which I remember. And I went to, I think I even went to Man City away and the home game, I think, where Bellamy scored. 
is it is it that one in the League Cup or is it? I can't remember if it's in the Premier League or if it's in the League Cup, but it doesn't matter. It was great though, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't manage to go to the. Uh, cup final against Cardiff. I didn't get a ticket for that, but I had a, f- a few friends who went, and you know, obviously they, um, we won it, and that was great. I remember I watched it back in Stoke with like five, six friends, you know, on, you know, on a big screen in the house where we lived. So good memories. Um, but yeah, uh, the only thing there, like you know, we were not that good, but obviously Steven Gerrard got the chance to play with Luis Suarez through them, a few of them seasons yeah, as well. Exactly. So from having Torres earlier than having quite crappy players around him for a few years than actually having Suarez coming in and just, mm-hmm. you know, blown his mind because obviously he said before that Torres was the best striker he'd ever played with, but after Suarez, he's changed his mind because he's always says, you know, we've never seen any one better than Suarez or, or, or played with a better player than Suarez. So he had a, even if his career was starting to go towards the end, he had the chance to play with, uh, with Suarez, obviously. And I, uh, I'm happy uh, for Gerard to actually be playing with Suarez and and the opposite way around. But you know, Gerard was uh, getting a bit older, having a different role. But then you know, he could see Suarez, you know, taking Liverpool to another level. Even if you know we had a few plays around that wasn't as good, we had Suarez, and that you know meant it meant all for the players, but it also meant all for our supporters at the time because he was the only one in one way that just, you know, kept us ex- really excited because he scored from everywhere, scored hat-tricks, was just a mad one, obviously, he did the biting stuff and that, but that was brilliant. So for Gerald to play with him at that time, I think, in his Liverpool career, uh, that was good for us supporters as well because I think that made Gerald just settle his mind that he would stay in Liverpool, even if he had chances to join other clubs, you know, during his career and probably towards the end of his career as well. I just felt at the time with 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 him seeing Suarez doing what he did. Um, that was good for Gerald's career in Liverpool as well, just to, you know, feel a little bit of a, a sense of I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be here because if I play with Suarez, you know, that that's where we're brilliant and hopefully can, we can achieve something together. Yeah, I think it was good because it kept him around, like you said, because you could see how good he was. And yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it would have been nice if Suarez and Torres came at the same time and played together. I think that was another mm. thing that we wanted that to happen. But we'll get yeah. into the Torres stuff in the Torres episode. And if you want to, the first episode of the player profiles um, was Luis Suarez, where we'd done like an hour on Suarez, which was like amazing um, to just to talk about and just reminisce about stuff that was um, happening back then and all the, the good stuff and the bad stuff as well. <laughs> some yeah. bad stuff, but some, like I said, genius as well. Uh, and Gerard got to play with him, which was good as well because two geniuses playing together, especially for your club. Um, yeah, they were just like on the same wavelength as well. And that's all it takes, like two good, two quality players, like to be, have the same fire and drive, but also quality. And then you can, yeah, that's when you can start doing good things. But you'd also need a good team as well, which unfortunately we didn't have like a good all-round team. We had, a, I think it was good enough, but it wasn't good enough to get us to the high levels, unfortunately. Uh, so let's go into 2012. So on the 18th of August, 2012, Gerard played his 250th match as Liverpool captain, uh, and he scored his first Premier League goal of the season on the 23rd of September, opening the score on a 2-1 defeat against Man United. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. <coughs> I keep saying, Christian, to you, my voice is fucking getting worse. Um, sorry about that. That must have been loud for everyone. Apologies. Uh, let me have a drink. There we go. Let me have a drink. Let me have a drink. Let me have a drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not cutting it out. It's staying in there. It's, not, it's staying in there. Yeah. 
so 15th of July. Actually, so on here, it's saying August 2012, then it jumps to July 2013. So let's just look at the stats for what, what he got that year. Uh, so in the 2012-13 season, he played 46 games. So, yeah, just like I was saying before, so between, so fucking hell, so between 2000 and 2001, he played f- between 50 and f- up until 2009-10, he played 49. And then there was two two seasons, 2010-11, 2011-12, where he played 24 and 28. So he had like a massive chunk of playing there just ev- probably near enough every game and then he had two seasons where the injuries kicked in and then this was the season where he played 40 plus again 46 games and he got 10 goals that was in the 12-13 season mm. um, and we finished yeah finished seventh in the league that season <laughs> got to the fourth round in the FA Cup fourth round in the League Cup round of 32 in the Europa League well, like we've just been saying Suarez like 30 goals in all competitions, 23 in the league. Just an absolute fucking maniac, like, but just a genius as well. And in the 2013-14 season, which was a good season, like we've just been saying in terms of Premier League challenges, uh, that was obviously Brendan Rodgers that came in at that point. Yeah. We've just been saying about um, fucking Roy Hodgson, whatever, but Hodge, um, Brendan Rodgers was in. Finished second in the league that year. Got to the fifth round in the FA Cup, third round in the League Cup. And yeah, in terms of top goal scorers, Luis Suarez just got 31 goals. He got 31 in the league. And that was all the goals he scored. Like he didn't score in any of the competitions. He got he just got 31 in the league, which was just amazing. But like we're saying with the 08 09 season, this was another season where it just kind of felt like like with Suarez and um Sterling and Sturridge and yeah. we had a real we had a real good Good side, like I think not not balanced well. I think we were really top heavy in terms of attacking quality. We had good defenders. I think we had good defenders. We had world class strikers. I think that was the difference. If we would have had some like we've got now, Van Dykes and uh, Allison and uh, Matip Canates, Gomez, like real solid defensive yeah, yeah. units. If we would have had that back then, we probably yeah. would have won. We would have won. We, won instead, we had like yeah. Instead, we had like Martin Skirtle who scored Colin goals Tory. for us, but also scored own goals for us. So you know, yeah, and stuff Ag- like Aga, Aga's always Aga injured. Was, yeah, injured. I loved Aga though, but yeah. So you know, we, they, were, they were good ones, but they were not. You know, yeah, they, they were, were good, they were out of went. the best time, and they were not world class. So yeah. uh, I agree with that, uh, and. Um, yeah, that that season actually, I I just watched a few games live uh, when that season started. Then I actually moved to Gibraltar, so uh, I moved away that Hope season. Shopping. Yeah, so um, that that was uh, you know part of my my little journey uh, in life <laughs> abroad. Uh, but yeah, so I I, I used to, I, I remember I used to watch all the games in a sports bar in Gibraltar where I always went. So I became like a regular there, just drinking bevies and eating food in the sun, which was great. But wow. uh, yeah, I, I thought that we were actually going to win it. I remember the game against Man City in, in that sports bar where, you know, we just lifted the roof because there was many Liverpool supporters, you know, with, yeah, from yeah. different international, you know, different internationalities and all that. So, um. 
that was it was a good time, even though I kind of envied my friends who were still witnessing it, you know, in Liverpool or around in UK, you know, watching the the games. But I, I just had a great time because of the you know the the weather, the vibe, and all that. And then obviously Liverpool doing well, so I remember that season as a great time as well. It's just sad that it didn't end in the Premier League title, though. It's a, I know it was, and I'm just looking quickly at like who who we signed that year. Um, Luis Alberto, Aspas, Mignolet, Torre, Thiago Alori, remember him? Fucking hell. Uh, Mamadou Sacco came in as well. We got <laughs> Sissoko and Moses on loan. Uh, Cara left in the February of the th- 2013. I'm sure we'll get to a Carragher episode, one of these as well, player profiles, Carragher. Yeah. I'm sure we'll do that at some point, but it's just it's more sexy to do strikers and midfielders and players who score goals. Uh, and that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes, I, I, I would love the. Kara episode because I I, I like the you know the the old style you know grafters who just put in like all the energy and just being fucking uh, you know annoying and fighting and not maybe yeah, the yeah. most skilled players I just love them just like oh, come on then I, I like that so yeah let, let let us know if you want us to do a Carragher episode because uh, yeah I would love it so I, yeah I'd love it definitely just like starting off as a midfielder and like scoring goals and then. Being like a left back, right back, centre back, just being being everywhere, like just you yeah. and, and and during a period of time, he was uh, one of the best defenders in Europe. You know, I would say, you know, they, was, during yeah. a period there, you know, he was brilliant uh, next to Sam Hippie for a for a few years, and then obviously Aga came in and Skirt came in and all that. But I think he was great, and I think there was even rumours that you know, you know, Inter internationally wanted him. You know, uh, mm. that I actually saw him as a defender they could, you know, buy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if many play, uh, many teams were actually in for Carragher during his career, but there was a time where there was a little bit of rumours from great clubs in Europe that actually looked at him and thought, you know, they were going to buy him from Liverpool. But obviously being a local lad as well and uh, playing in Liverpool his whole life, he, he wanted to stay. And, yeah, happy for that as well because he's a legend. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, for me, he was like an unofficial captain in a way like the like yeah when you went the match even when you watched on telly like the like that <laughs> famous cara scream like to get out like to, yeah. to like basically pull the li- pull pull the line up yeah i'm not gonna do it because it just fucking i coughed before that was loud enough i don't want to like just do a cara <laughs> scream that loud because people might be like who the fuck's this idiot but but the thing is though like just quickly obviously because this is about gerald but about Carrigan, <laughs> all his shouting i would have like if i was playing even if I was just playing, you know, in a shitty team in amateur football, I would love to have someone shouting at me because it will keep my game on top. Exactly. I will always have someone's like, oh, he's on all the time. He might be annoying, but he makes sure that I don't switch off. He tells me sometimes what to do. He helps me. And even if he sounds angry, he keeps me focused. Yeah. You need someone like that. So when people say, oh, he's always shouting, whatever. Yeah, but that's because he wants to fucking win and he's a fucking warrior and don't want anyone else to just be putting like 80% in or 90%. He wants 100% focus all the time and because you're a pro. So I would have loved to have someone like Carragher shouting at me if I wasn't switched on and just make me always stay focused and do, you know, 100% just, you know, crafting. But yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. that's why, like, Gerard, I think it, that helped Gerard be as good as he could because... I think if he didn't have Cara there, he wasn't like the same in like a vocal way. He, he'd more like a look at what I'm doing, follow it. Whereas like exactly. Cara would be like yeah. fucking move, like get get out, like <laughs> the usual stuff. But yeah. if he didn't, if Gerard didn't have Cara there, he would have had to try and do that as well, which would have yeah. been more difficult, more pressure might have affected this game. But to have Cara there is like, well, I know I've got Jamie behind me, and he'll make sure that the defense is 
not being shit so I can just focus on especially like we was talking about like the later years in the 07s and, and, and onwards with Torres and that where he's playing further forward yeah you know exactly. he's got that security behind and Carragher was a big part of that um, but yeah let's get so we get we're getting into the um, unfortunately the last the last season of um, Stevie G which was um, yeah the 14-15 season uh, Brendan Rodgers Premier League we finished 6th we got, we'd done well in the Cups we got to the semi-final in the FA and the League Cup uh, didn't get out of the group stage of the Champions League uh, and then got, got to the round of 32 in the, in the Europa League Gerard was our Top goal scorer uh, in the league got nine and, and all competitions. Says it all as well, to be Says honest. Says it all. Says yeah. it all indeed, because obviously Suarez left. Did he leave the year? Yeah, I think oh. you know, the year before or that summer. I can't remember, but yeah, he, he was not there. <laughs> Just bear with me. I'm going to look because I'm interested. Because yeah, I think I yeah, think yeah. I, so I, eleven to 2011 to 2014. So he left. He left the um, yeah. The year before, so yeah, that's why. That's why, like, when you look through the seasons, the stats, it's like Suarez, 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 and then like it's Gerard again because Suarez is gone. Yeah, um, but yeah, forty-one appearances, thirteen goals. Um, yeah, it was. He, he'd obviously take more of. He took more of a like a a backward step in terms of what he was playing as as well because he was more of a like a, a holding midfielder. Um, yeah. But he was just taking all the pens, and and probably that's why he was quite high on the list in terms of goal scorers. But yeah, um, yeah, just going back to this a little bit. Um, so what have we got? 2014. No, no, we've gone through that. We've gone through that one. Yeah, so it said Gerard was ruled out. Ruled out, Gerard ruled out retiring the year before. So obviously because he, um, he said that he could he could join another club if he would not offer the new contract to Liverpool. But obviously he knew in the back of his mind that he was going to be um probably moving to I don't I don't know if he knew that he was going to move into LA Galaxy at that point. But I think um it says on the first January two thousand fifteen Gerard announced that he would leave Liverpool at the end of the season. Yeah. He said that he would have signed a new contract <clears throat> if he'd been offered um offered it in the um in the summer but said that the club did not make an offer until November. By that time Brendan Rodgers had spoken to him but managing his playtime, and he had been left out of the starting lineup against Real Madrid in the Champions League, which we all remember that starting lineup where it was like the bench was like amazing, and the starting yeah, eleven yeah. was just not very good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just was a, was a mad time, really. It was a mad time, like, um, but yeah, I think it was the thirteen fourteen season that, like, the later Gerard years was the one where. Obviously, if we don't let don't let this slip, little pep talk with the cameras in the middle, and then like he slips, and you're just like, that's all people fucking talk about these days because they've yeah. they're all like sixteen or seventeen, and they they can't remember what the Gerard that we know is 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 like, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that was a bit of a mad time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and obviously when he announced it was going to leave, I remember you know just being emotional about it, almost crying to be honest, because he's been my hero. Like Robbie Fowler was my first football hero, uh, so I actually just got off you know support Liverpool. And Robbie Fowler was my hero, and then you know obviously Michael Owen came along, even if he you know chose the wrong path later on. Um, but um, when it comes to Gerard, he's just you know my you know. <laughs> He is my football hero, and when he announced that he was going to leave, and you follow his career, you know, since he, you know, broke through and actually came into the team, and all that he won, and all that he achieved, and you know, becoming a captain, 
being one of the best, if not the best player in the world for a period of time and, you know, being so close to the Premier League title, well, obviously winning the Champions League and all that. And, you know, just being this local lad, playing for Liverpool, being, you know, one of the best that we've ever seen in a red shirt, you know, to, to actually understand and know that he's not going to be playing for this team anymore. That actually hurt because he's been part of my whole life being a Liverpool supporter and suddenly he's not going to be there anymore. And I understand that, you know, older people have had that with other players like maybe King Kenny or Keegan back in the days or whatever. So everyone, you know, in different eras goes through it. But for me personally, to have Gerard leaving Liverpool and just feeling like he's not going to be the next season. And I've seen yeah, him do everything it. for this club except for lifting the Premier League trophy, which is a shame, obviously. But my God, what a player. And... Yeah, I just remember that moment. I felt like numb. Like, I just felt like this, you know, and I can still actually sometimes think back of it and think like, fucking hell, I just missed Steven Gerrard in Liverpool and it will never happen again. I will never see him play yeah. football again. And that actually feels, you know, it's it's not, it's not unreal sometimes. I just be like, oh, fucking hell. So he's probably the only player I've ever felt like that when, you know, I just want, I just wish I could go back and watch him play. <laughs> Yeah, because if you think about it, like seventeen years in the in the in the first team, like ninety eight, I think we discussed on the first episode. Ninety eight, yeah. I was, I was eight or nine. You were like 12. twelve. So like we're both kids, and then yeah. like seventeen years later, that player that we both love is still there, and then he's there every year. Like I said, the amount of matches he's playing in, like 50 games every season. I had a couple of seasons where he was injured and played like 30, but even still, he was always there. He was always there. Yeah, I was going into my 30s when he kind of, you know, left. Like, it was approaching my 30s. And like you said, I was 12 when he came through. Like, you feel like that's my whole, like, youth. You know, that's that's it. He was the player I wanted to be when I played football. He was, you know, the the idol I always, you know, wanted to see live and which I obviously had the luxury to see for a few years as well when moving over. But I just, there were so many things that I just, you know, did in my life that was connected to Liverpool and to Steven Gerrard. You know, also the way of being a captain and, you know, being a person that you looked up to, you know, a hero, if you like. So to just see that, like you said, like you said, when you're getting older and getting into your 30s and he's leaving and you feel like yeah that's a period of time of my life that I will always remember and always cherish and always love because it had so to do so much actually with Steven Gerrard which is weird because I probably never I'm never gonna meet him I guess I'm never gonna speak to him but he still uh-huh. had this impact in on my life which you know it's weird in one way we can pray lad hopefully it'll happen one day hopefully <laughs> if I mean if we get him on a Pod one day. I mean, me and you'll just be like, well, just no, no, no words will come out. I'll just be yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, just, I, would, I would, I would just say, yeah, course. <laughs> Darren Farley impressions of Darren Farley. What a guy. Uh, but yeah, so just like briefly recapping then on not on everything, obviously, but like you won nine trophies for Liverpool. He was in the PFA. Premier League team of the year for eight years, which in itself is just like fucking crazy. Like you wait for club football of the year, PFA's player of the year, PFA young player of the year, PFA fans player of the year twice, um, FWA football player of the year, yeah, England player of the year, Liverpool player of the year. Like the the individual awards, I think what we're saying, like as an all round player, like he was just fucking phenomenal. Like he really was, and like. If we ever get a chance to do a pod with him, we'll 
I'll just pour my heart out into him and just go, I love you. I love you yeah, I, I just say, it's a live pod, <laughs> lad. I'm coming over. I'm flying over now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it, it's, it's not over internet or digital. It's live. And it's, oh, you God, know, it's, it should that. be. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you ever said, I got Steven Gerrard on a pod and we could do it in Liverpool because he's, he's here, I'm just like, I'm booking the flight now, lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god we can dream we can dream obviously we can dream we can dream everyone yeah. we can dream uh but yeah i think that i think that wraps it up to be honest um unless you can think of anything else that you want to you want to add in no not really I, I think i've said it all just i, I just remember <laughs> i just remember him as one of obviously for me the best player i have ever seen in a uh, Liverpool shirt in terms of being a complete player, doing everything. You can, you can always compare with, like I said before, like Luis Suarez is probably the t- the best in terms of like goal scoring abilities and technique as well. Because even if Fowler was my first hero, I didn't see him as much because I was a kid, so I didn't watch all the games. Yeah. I just knew that he was playing. I saw him sometimes, and obviously a little bit later in his career, I saw him, but he was not as good as he was back in, you know, mid-90s yeah, yeah. and all that. So so in terms of te- te- technical skills and goal scoring and doing crazy stuff, that was Suarez. But in terms of being the best complete footballer that I have ever seen, that I would always have in my team, is Steven Gerrard. So, yeah, uh, you know, he's he's my footballing hero of all time and he will always be, uh, you know, I will, I will love him until the day I die. <laughs> yeah, I think if you, it's, it's yeah, it's like if you, You've got a, a partner for seventeen years. There's no way you can you ever that that person will always be there. Like this sounds proper cheesy and whatever, like whatever that. But like especially when you're the kids and you've like grown up watching <laughs> that fella for seventeen years, just score amazing goals, just win your cup finals on his own, and like fucking everything, like t- like total games seven hundred and ten goals, one hundred and eighty six and one hundred and forty five uh, assists, like just crazy crazy levels of ability uh but yeah christian we said we'd do 40 minutes for now on an hour and 10 i think we've over we've went over i thought this this episode this part of the episode would be less but uh it turns out that um it's impossible so th- yeah, I think I in total in total it's been two, two hours two hours Two hours fifteen for the t- for the whole thing in total. Yeah, but that's that what you need for Gerard as well because you you go into different things as well. Like you come up with you know memories and you talk about different things like a little bit of Carragher and impact on Gerard and all that. So it's 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 fine. And I hope that the listeners actually enjoy it, even though if if it's like one hour, I think you know it's a little bit of a just a chat about one of the greatest players that we have ever seen. So you know if if you don't you know have the time or energy to listen to the whole thing, just pause it and keep on listening when you can. You know that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, or, or let us know. Just like if you if you're not following us on um, Twitter and stuff, like the links are on on whatever you're watching. The links should be on there. The link tree. If you just search a link tree, the Copy Podcast, or just find us on Twitter, which is at Copy Podcast, um, and the same on Instagram, Copy Podcast. If you follow us on there, you can just give us a bit of feedback because obviously this is a new show that we're doing because there's still three three weeks till Liverpool are back. So we thought these type of episodes would be um, to good to kind of just yeah just fill the space, but also fill it with something that's we're passionate about and we um, we know a lot about because we grew up watching these fellas kick a ball around a, a field uh, in Anfield for and, and score loads of wonderful goals for us. So, uh, but yeah, we'll leave it there. And I just before we go, I just want to give a shout out to Jack again. Um, it's getting. I don't know how close to Christmas we are now. Is it twenty four days? Twenty four days till Crimbo. So if you're um, if you're still looking for 
if you know someone who's a big Liverpool fan, if you're off, or if you're a big Liverpool fan yourself, then get yourself over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop and you can look around the website. There's t- there's t-shirts, there's prints, there's jumpers, there's calendars. I got like a calendar last week sent to me. It's like a 2023 one with all like the best kits that we've had in the Premier League era. Actually, not even the Premier League era, like all time. So twelve, the 12 are the best kits that we've got. And that's, um, yeah, I'm going to be using that. So there's little things like that you can buy. And if you get up to the basket and you've got 50 quid in there, enter the code COPIT10 and you'll get a nice little fiver knocked off that. So you'll get, you'll get 50 quid's worth for 45. So, I mean, it's not loads, but I think if that if you do fancy going that way or if you're going to buy from somewhere else and you, you've looked on this website and it's similar, then I think if you, if you, if you do do that, you help us, but you also help Jack as well, who's, who's a... A Liverpool fan, he goes to the match as well. So you'd be helping him and you'd be helping us to keep doing these shows. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, jackdesign.uk forward slash shop, enter copy 10, get yourself 10% off. So that'd be boss of you. Go and have a browse, see what you think. And yeah, let us know about the length of these shows. Because like Christian said, if you want to do them in segments, you might be able to do like 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes or whatever. Um, or you might just want to have it on the background and just be like, oh yeah. And then you, if you've got any <laughs> thoughts for us or you... If or if we forgot anything that you're like, oh, do you forget this? Just let us know because then I'll just shout out to Christian for not reminding me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and also, like you mentioned before, Mick, like now we're only on audio, like we don't do the video anymore now. Uh, we, we'll see in the future, but obviously, wherever you are listening to us, you know, on the podcast, if it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, just give us a rating there and a, you know, to, to help us out as well because you know, follow us there and you know when the show's coming, you know, they pop up as they have a new show out if you follow us and if you give us a rating that will help us as well so we appreciate it obviously so yeah that would be great to help out yeah because i think sometimes like i forget you can you can follow on spotify so if you go onto a if you just search um spotify copy podcast or if you've got the link you can click follow on there and then obviously whenever we release an episode you can it'll pop up as a as a as a new one and the same on apple podcast as well or on linktree you can subscribe to like what to what to our thing so whenever we post something you'll get a notification as well on that similar to like youtube where you get notification on a new new a new episodes live you'll get a new you'll get a notification yeah. and it only takes like half a minute to do it like if you go in search and follow then it's done and it helps exactly. us loads if you do it so it doesn't take loads of time it's just like follow or give a rating quickly and it's done you don't have to do it again so it exactly. goes like in 20 30 seconds and yeah that those 20 30 seconds that you do it will help us loads you know to helps, yeah. to uh Absolutely. yeah uh, the exposure obviously and you know we were just happy uh you know if more people all the listeners that we have we appreciate obviously but we are also happy if we have new listeners obviously exactly and then just quickly like and i would like talk a lot about like the actual pods and that but like we looked at like the um the spotify wrapped stuff yesterday you know like all the the static um statics stats that come out off the back of that in terms of who's been uh, listening and stuff and like we, just quickly just if people haven't aren't following us on like the socials and stuff so apparently we've been heard in 26 countries which top five are uk norway sweden us and ireland um we gained an extra um 65 of our listeners in 2022 so in the last 11 months we've grown by 65 percent 
um, which I just think is amazing. And and what I've just been mentioning before about like following, so you can follow on like those platforms, so Spotify and Apple, Apple, you can press the follow button and you get notified. We 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 grown by twenty two percent in regards to that. So I just think I mean like. I'm just a nerd. I love like stats and stuff like that. So I just thought that was fascinating. But it just shows like that people do enjoy the show and we do really fucking love you for listening. And especially like Christian said, now we're doing just audio and stuff. I know it might be like people might watch on prefer watching on YouTube or whatever, but um I think this gives us more scope to do more interviews and, and more more in depth stuff like this where we can just kind of have a little chill and have a drink and just yeah just get these pods done and and it's easier for us to put them out quicker and hopefully it's better quality as well because we can put more um i mean apart from me forgetting that gerard kissed the camera at old trafford apart from that we've we've been spot on (laughs) yeah yeah we're not robots though we're just human so that's the thing yeah but uh yeah nice one will i'll start rambling on about like stats and like Go and follow us and whatever. If you want to, if you want to do it and go and help Jack on jackdesign.uk forward slash shop as well, then yeah, go and do it. And, and if you do, just know that we we love you. Uh, <laughs> but we'll leave it there. Now we're in fifteen. That's enough for anyone. Um, but yeah, that was part two of player profiles, Stephen Gerrard. Uh, so next up, if you don't know, is um, a certain Robbie Fowler. So we'll be- yay. <laughs> God, God, <laughs> as he is known, uh, so that one will be out shortly. And then just to, just so you know, the next one after that will be Fernando Torres because I put a poll up. So it'll be Fowler and then Torres next, and then we should put a. Sorry for interrupting. We should put a poll up about you know midfielders or defensive players as well. So we're not yeah. only just doing their their the offensive goal scoring ones. So we actually get people to you know, uh, vote for who they want to. If it's Carragher or Daniel Ago, or if it's someone, right, you know, even, you know, yeah, we should do that as well after the foul and Torres one. Sorry, now we're, yeah. we're finished. <laughs> no, no, I think after the foul one, I'll put a fresh poll up and I'll just, I'll break it down into like goalies, defenders, midfielders, etc. Uh, but yeah, nice one, uh, everyone, for spending an hour and 16 listening to us just talk about like our idol. And hopefully if you're listening to this, he's your idol as well. So you'll, um, like relates to the stuff that we're saying, which is um, what we want. But uh, yeah, Christian, nice one again, as always. And yeah, we'll see you next time for um, episode three of Player Profiles, which will be Robbie Fowler. So yeah, nice one. And up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.